Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Hope you all are having a fantastic new year and are taking action on the things that you want to achieve in your life, whether it's a small step or a massive leap. I hope that you guys are just getting after it in this new year. I am super pumped about this next episode as we are diving back into the communication discussion. Uh, I did a episode a while back on Communication 101 where we discussed some two basic processes of effective communication, not only as coaches in the health and fitness industry, but I think it applies to anyone, no matter what industry you're in or just to in life in general. Uh, but in this next episode, I'm diving a little deeper into it, a little deeper into how we communicate, not just verbally, but also physically um, when we are interacting with our clients, whether we're interacting with our uh, uh, colleagues in our workplace or just in your day-to-day life with the relationships that you have, things to consider about how you are communicating and how that communication is being perceived and received. So hope you guys enjoy this one. I love communication. I love diving into this topic uh, as it is just a passion of mine and something that I think is severely missed or underutilized or or underappreciated and not respected enough uh, in the industry as well as as a whole. Some other things that I'm also pumped about, I'm going to be doing some interview style episodes coming up. I have uh, quite a few people lined up for this, so I'm just getting final details worked out, but I'm super pumped to start executing on interview uh, style episodes, not just me sitting here talking to you guys, getting other experts in, getting other colleagues, other people that I've mentored under coming on the the show, coming on the Daily Pursuit Project and giving their insight into life, into all sorts of different topics and areas of uh, interest for themselves as well as for me. So super pumped about that, you guys. But for now, I hope you enjoy this next episode diving deeper into communication. Quality communication enhances clarity of purpose. Clarity of purpose builds trust, and trust affirms both purpose and one's level of long-term commitment. Brett Bartholomew. How's it going, you guys? Back again with another episode talking about communication and its importance. We did an episode a while back on Communication 101 where we discussed a couple key components of communication and the underlying principle of ensuring that you are making the person you're working with, communicating with, the athlete you are training, the coworker you're working on a project on, the relationship you're in, making the person feel like they are part of the process and not just a piece of it and allowing them to understand the context and correlation involved in what you're discussing so that they do feel like they're part of the process. Today, I wanted to dive even further down this communication uh, rabbit hole, if you will, because I truly, truly believe that this is a missing link, not only in the health and fitness industry, but for anyone, regardless of the job you hold or the relationship you have. How we communicate both verbally and non-verbally is so incredibly important and can make the difference between progress or steps backwards. can make the difference between a successful relationship or one that fizzles out. So again, how we communicate, this is a foundation, you guys. This is something that we need to 
be more conscious of and actually start to think about the way we are communicating both verbally and non-verbally and take action on improving our ability to communicate. Take action on being more conscious of the way we communicate and taking ownership over it. Not just passing the buck because someone felt a certain way with how you communicated and just say, oh, that's their problem. No, let's take ownership over how we communicate. Let's look at ways that we can improve how we communicate so that we can help others better. As always, I'm going to be talking about this from the perspective as a performance coach, because that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. But all these underlying principles, all the things that I'm going to talk about and these things to consider, these points to consider, they apply across the board. Whether you are in another uh, type of um, career, whether you are working with uh, a coworker on a project, whether you are in a relationship with someone, whether you are a father, a husband, a brother, a mother, a daughter, doesn't matter. All of these things apply. All of these things are points to consider and things to evaluate for yourself and take action on so that you can improve your communication ability to get the most out of your life, to get the most out of your athlete's ability, to get the most out of your relationship. So let's dive into it. Now, like I talk about, we need to ensure that the person that we're communicating with feels like they're part of the process. So we need to learn to speak the language of the individual that we are working with or that we are in a relationship with, or that we are working on a project with. We need to learn to speak their language. Because if we don't understand them and how they communicate, then we are going to be at a loss at some point. We're going to hit a wall at some point on how to further that communication to get the most out of that scenario, get the most out of that athlete. So we do need to build that foundation of understanding your athlete's language. Not catering to them, but just understanding it. Because if we can understand it, we can work how we communicate around that. Further to this, and what we're going to spend most of the time today talking about, are specifics about nonverbal and verbal communication. Because verbal communication, that's obviously a foundation that we need to understand of how we are communicating. But I think just as important is the nonverbal communication that we have. And this is ever-present as coaches. When we are in a facility, coaching a class, coaching an individual, or just overseeing the facility. If we are just a facility manager or we have a time period where we're a facility manager and we're overseeing things, we need to understand how our nonverbal communication is coming across and ways that we can improve that. But let's start with the verbal communication side of things because that's what we know real well. So when it comes to our verbal communication, one of the main starting points with verbal communication is the tone that we have. What type of tone do you carry in your voice when you're communicating with someone? Is there a calm, strong tone to it? Is there an edge of anger or frustration to it? What is that tone that you carry? When you're coaching a class or coaching an individual, your tone may change based on the scenario, but we need to be conscious of that tone that we have 
when we are working with individuals uh, or groups of people. Because that tone can affect their emotions and their feelings. And this is something I'll keep referring back to because we have to remember that when we work with a client or you are talking with someone, maybe you're spending half an hour talking with that person, five minutes, an hour, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of other stuff going on in a day. And so they're coming in to that conversation with baggage, if you will, from their day with emotions and feelings and frustrations and happiness and different things that have happened in their day. They're coming into that conversation with those things. They're coming into that class with those things, into that session with those things. And so if we don't consider the tone that we bring to the table when we are discussing and communicating with them, it can potentially have a negative effect on their output, on how they're feeling, on how they progress forward. So we need to be able to understand and read that individual. We need to be able to feel the energy that that person brings to the table so that we can reciprocate respectively the tone that is necessary to communicate with them. So understand and be conscious about the tone that you bring in your voice when you're communicating. A secondary piece of this is... Did you talk to your athletes or at them? Are you talking to your partner or at them? When we're communicating, we need to become very aware of if we're just preaching or we're creating open communication. As performance coaches, we often get into a place where we are letting them know or outlining the workout of the day or what they need to do. But even in doing so, we need to do that in a way that isn't just preaching to them what it is. We need to do it in a way that connects the dots for them or that helps start to create that map for them where they can connect the dots on what they're about to go into, what they're about to do. This way, they're able to actually better connect to the process. Because if we just preach to them, Guess what they're going to do? They're going to tune out. And I think many coaches have had this happen before where they're speaking and they notice no one's really seeming to pay attention because you're just preaching to them. You're not speaking with them. You're not creating that open space, that open dialogue with them to actually effectively communicate what's coming up next. So you need to consider, are you talking at your athletes or are you talking to them? Make them feel as though you're having a conversation with each individual person, even if it's in a class setting. How you speak should make each individual person feel like you're talking directly to them. You're addressing them individually. Even if you have a class of 14 people, 20 people, you're speaking to each of them directly. So that they feel like they are individually focused on. I can't emphasize that part enough because people get lost. People feel lost and then their progress declines. Especially in class settings. If we don't take the time and become conscious of speaking to the individual. Relating to them. Creating that connection with them. 
then after we've understood how we are speaking with our athletes, speaking at them or speaking to them, what type of feedback are you giving them? What type of feedback are you communicating with the individual that you're talking to? Now, from a training perspective, this usually correlates to are you only correcting the mistakes made? Or are you also reinforcing the correct patterns that they did? The things that they did well? But this also relates outside of training realm. Are you just focused on trying to fix the issue that the person's presenting? Or are you also highlighting things that they've done well in the process? I often think about a relationship with, with this in that when I'm communicating with my wife, it's a scenario of do you want my help right now or do you want me to just listen? Because more often than not, we're inclined to just give your advice, try to correct the thing, try to correct the issue, when maybe that's not actually what's needed. Maybe that person you're working with, that athlete you're working with, is just feeling like a really down day. They've had a rough day. And the last thing they need right now is to just be hounded again and again and again about a movement pattern that they're not doing well. So yes, it doesn't mean that you don't correct them. But it means that you go about it in a way that makes them feel empowered. Makes them feel like they have done something well. While also working to correct the thing that they need correction on. So again, this goes back to the tone and the energy that you bring to that communication factor to ensure that you're matching and aligning with where that person is at. So the kind of feedback that you give verbally can play a huge role in whether or not that person improves performance-wise or not. Do they excel and increase their output in that session or in that cycle because of how you communicated? Or do they continually just feel like they're not improving because they're continually feeling like they're just doing everything wrong? These components are the foundation of how you need to verbally communicate. These components hold true across every facet of communication. When we enter into a conversation, when we enter into leading a class, understand and recognize the tone that you first bring to the table, the tone that you start with. Because that tone that you start with truly sets the energy in the environment. And that's a conversation that I'm going to dive deep into in regards to coaching specifically, energy and environment. And that'll come up in another episode because that is so incredibly important. We as coaches need to understand that it's our responsibility to set the environment and create the energy that is necessary for that session, that class, the space that we are in. And a big component of how that starts is with the tone of voice that you bring in your communication. Then, understanding with that tone 
are you talking at or to your client or your athlete or the individual that you're communicating with? Are you speaking to them in a way that connects with them? Are you speaking in a way that they feel like they're part of the process? Or are they just feeling like a piece of it and you're just preaching to them? Then take that and expand it to the feedback that you provide them. Are you providing them with the type of feedback that they need in that moment? Are you combining it in a way positive and reinforcement or correction that they need to ensure that they continue to improve and don't just feel like they're doing everything wrong. On the flip side, are you the type that just continues to praise and encourage no matter what and you don't actually take the time to properly give the right feedback for correction? I've seen that happen too. Oftentimes, new coaches especially have a tendency to be afraid to go in and correct. And that's okay. It's part of the learning process. But we need to get over that hurdle of not being afraid to go in and correct someone. Correct the pattern because you know what you want to see from a movement pattern perspective. You know what you're wanting from the output perspective. And if you're not seeing it happen, you need to go in there and you need to correct the issue. But how we go about that, how we communicate that, truly makes a difference. If, Like I say, if someone's coming in and they've just had a day and they're coming in, they just want to move and get a solid training session in, they're focused on their training, but they just really need to have a solid training session in, how you communicate movement errors to them is going to be really important for their energy that they carry through that session. If you come at them and just keep beating the the correction into them and just reiterating it again and again and again and again and again, it's not going to go over well, given the energy that they've already come into that session with. But if you give them a correction and reinforce it, with other positive things that they have done, they're going to get far more out of it. Their energy level is going to shift. Now again, this really comes down to understanding the person you're working with. No matter if it's a class or an individual setting, you have to understand the person. Because there are those individuals that no matter the type of day they've had, they want that correction. That's what they're there for. So it doesn't matter how the day went, they want you to just continue to correct them. And that's cool. But you have to understand the person you are working with to ensure that that's done effectively. If you don't take the time to know the person in front of you, every single member in that class, you won't be able to effectively help them. You will only take it to a certain point and then plateau out. And that's not what they're there for. They're not there just to hit a certain level and plateau out from a coaching perspective. So it's on you to continue to work and take action on understanding that person on a deeper level so that you can communicate even more efficiently and effectively with them.
So those are some key points to our verbal communication. Now, the other side of this is our nonverbal side. And this is the side that I really love from a coaching perspective because I just, I love observing how coaches nonverbally communicate and the presence that they hold in a space. It's something that I can really relate to and respect from individuals that I admire and looked up to over the course of my life. One individual uh, specifically was my grandfather who could walk in a room, not say a word, and you felt his energy, you felt his presence. You respected the space that he held and you paid attention. So nonverbal communication, especially in a coaching realm, is so massively important because it sets that tone, that energy, that environment right off the bat. And it's something that I have continually been more conscious of over the course of my career, the energy and the presence that I hold when I walk into a space, because that's when it starts. When you walk into the gym, when you walk into that room, into that space, into that environment, or when you're in it and the members start coming in, what is that energy that you are holding? What is that nonverbal communication that you are giving off? Are you giving off the communication of, I don't give a shit? Or are you giving off the communication of, you command this space, but welcome in. Let's do this. Let's attack this. Are you bringing that energy that makes everyone that's coming into that space feel even greater energy and they're just pumped to get going and do the workout and attack it? Nonverbal communication holds just as much power as the words we use. We can literally say nothing and alter someone's mood and feelings. That's pretty fucking powerful. So we must consider our nonverbal communication. So first and foremost, when you come into the space, when you enter into that gym space, that boardroom, your house, whatever the space may be, when you enter into it, what is the energy that you bring? What is that feeling, that tone, that presence that you hold when you enter into that space? I saw something recently, I read something recently about no matter what, when you come home, let everything go as soon as you walk in that door for at least the first 30 seconds, and I would say at least the first five minutes, and bring the right energy and tone to that environment right away. Because think of how many times you come home in a day, in your lifetime. The presence that you hold in that environment is massive. And the same holds true as a coach. The amount of times you enter, quote-unquote, into a class setting or a session with a client. What is the tone and the energy that you are bringing, the presence that you are bringing when you enter into that space? Because that's going to set yourself up for success or 
create barriers and walls for yourself to overcome with the individuals you're working with. So consider the energy and tone and presence that you bring first and foremost, non-verbally, when you enter into this space. From there, as you're going about your job as a coach, you're working with the class, you're working with the athlete, what is the literal physical positions that you are holding in that space? Are you standing in one spot or are you walking around? Are you turning your back a lot and not facing the clients, the members, the individual? What is your physical position? What's that nonverbal communication you're giving off? If you were just standing, you communicated at them, they started doing the thing and then you turn your back and you're doing something else, what energy does that give off? What nonverbal communication does that give? It gives the energy that you don't give a fuck. That's what it's communicating. So understand and pay attention to how do you move about a room. This is something that I love watching and observing with coaches how they move about the space. Do they move in a fluid way that they understand and respect where they are in that space in relation to everyone else? Are they moving throughout that space in a way that is effective and makes everyone feel like they're still being seen? Now, I'm not talking about times if you're working with individual or in a class setting where you have to go and turn your back to go get a piece of equipment. That's totally different. I'm talking about when everyone's working, when people are working, they're moving, they're doing the task at hand. What is your position in correlation to them? How are you moving about and how are you non-verbally communicating in that way? I always, always stress to my coaches and to any coaches that I work with, the ability and need to move effectively around the space. Don't just stand in one spot. Move. Stand from different angles. Hell, I literally stand up on boxes at times. Do what you need to from a movement standpoint. Set yourself up so that everyone feels like they are being seen. It's easy for clients and members in a class setting to get lost in the corner. So make sure you get over to that corner. Spend some time there. Observe from that angle. Make sure everyone is seen. From there, did you actively showcase anything or engage in any way? Not necessarily verbally, but when you are coaching, you need to demonstrate or help people understand via verbal, tactile, or visual communication. And the visual component of it is something that is an easy thing to do as coaches, but it's something that I often find isn't utilized as much. We often rely on verbal or tactile as opposed to a simple visual cue of, hey, I want you to look like this. Especially in the moment when someone's right in the middle of a conditioning piece, let's say. They don't necessarily, what they're doing, they don't need to stop what they're doing because they just need a minor correction. 
but you just want to let them visually see it. So are you actively demonstrating in a visual sense and communicating in that way how to do something? You can combine it with the verbal communication, absolutely. But you need to be able to non-verbally communicate through movement as a coach. Another energy underlying component with nonverbal communication is how we stand. So we talked about how we move about the room. But how do we, how do we position our body when we're moving about the room? Are we always standing in a poor postural position in a sense of looking down and frustrated, not interested? Are we standing closed off? Some of you might have heard this before in regards to the arms crossed position being a closed off position where you energetically are saying you're not interested. These are simple things, but it's things that we often don't consider or we're not conscious of. So as you're moving about the room, as you're moving about that session, about that class, what are you doing with your hands and your posture and your position? Do you seem interested or do you seem closed off? When you are addressing the room, are you addressing them in a way of just, yeah, here's the thing, go do it? Or are you addressing them with that energy and that position and posture, arm movement, whatever, where they feel connected? They pay attention because they're like, oh, he's into this. Energetically, he's into this. Or she's into this. She's passionate about it. No matter how simple the workout is, no matter how mundane the workout is, no matter what it is, we as coaches have an obligation to bring that energy to it and communicate that verbally and non-verbally. And if you want to be great at what you do as a coach, you must take that on. You must take action on that. If you just want to be stagnant and not actually create growth for those you're working with, by all means, cross your arms and slouch. Don't move around the room. Talk at your athletes. But it's not going to progress them. They're not going to stick around very long. And I'm being very blunt about this because we can do better in the health and fitness industry about this. I see a ton of great coaches out there and I love when I see great coaches in their space and owning that shit. It fires me up when I see a coach commanding the room, bringing that energy, interacting and being just vibrant and energetic. It's such an awesome thing to see. So I challenge you guys, if you're a coach or whatever industry you're in, bring that verbal and nonverbal communication factor up a level, take action on it. Force and challenge yourself to level up in your communication. These things can make the difference between a client that came in having a real shit day and now smiling and laughing. It can make a difference between a client feeling like maybe they're not gonna be able to hit a lift, but actually they crush it. It can make the difference just simply between a person feeling heard and not. We have an ability as coaches, as individuals, 
to affect change in a person that we're communicating with. And it can happen in an instant, simply by a single word we use or by a single nonverbal action that we do. We have that ability and that control, but we have to become conscious of it. We have to take action on it. We have to consider these micro components of how we communicate in order to get that improvement and that progress and that output in order to step up and become an even greater coach. So my challenge to all of you coaches out there and just everyone else listening, become conscious of how you communicate verbally and non-verbally. Be aware of your position, how you stand when you're facing or communicating with someone, how you move about the room, the words you use, the tone you use, what is that energy that you bring into the space that you are entering? As well as how we're projecting communication outwards, how are we communicating inwards to ourselves in those moments? We will discuss that even further. I always end up having this happen whenever I do these episodes where there's going to be multiple other episodes of, of these topics. One on environment and energy that we need to bring and also the inward communication that we have. That's for another day. But for right now, I challenge you, become more conscious of how you are communicating verbally and non-verbally to those that you are working with, interacting with, in a relationship with, whatever the case may be. Become more conscious of your communication. There you have it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode, taking a deeper dive into communication and how we can level up in that realm of our life. Again, I'm super passionate about communication as it's a missing link. It's something that I feel is not taught well, is not considered, is not worked on enough, especially in the health and fitness industry of how we communicate with the individuals that we're working with. I've had many discussions recently with individuals who have worked with practitioners who communicated in a way that just left the individual feeling like shit or feeling like they weren't provided with any information at all and just left in limbo. And it's just unacceptable. We can do better when it comes to communication and how we communicate verbally and non-verbally with those that we work with. So I challenge, like I say, I challenge you guys, whether you're a coach or just whatever realm you're in, whatever's going on in your life, consider how you communicate, you guys. Take action on it. It will change things for you as well as those that you are working with. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a comment, leave a review on whatever platform that you listen to, share it with your friends. Truly appreciate the support, you guys. Absolutely love you guys. And looking forward to many, many more uh, episodes and discussions. Like I said at the start, we are going to be doing a lot more interview style episodes. So if you have any topics that you want to hear discussed, please fire me a message. Find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. Uh, on any platform that you're listening to, leave a comment, leave a review. Once again, thank you guys. It's a fantastic day. Level up. Voices rising like a church choir. Light it up like a wildfire.
Selling this 